Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season 4. Technology has just about taken over everything in the world today. But no matter how computerized and mechanized things get, people are still the most important part of any operation and the weakest link. Yes, they are, MacGyver. They are so weak. They are so weak. Do you think MacGyver relies on technology? I think so. I mean, he doesn't have like a cell phone yet or anything. Does he have? Do you think he has cable TV at this point? Um, I don't know. We haven't seen his apartment in a while, his houseboat in a while. Now that we think about it, no, I don't think he does. Last uh, time we saw it, Pete was uh, Pete. Uh, Jack was building a hang glider. No, I think it was a full size airplane. He was just an idiot. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh man! Welcome to Mullets and Memories, everybody. My name is Dave Champa. I'm Greg Klein. I'm Nate Green. Today, uh, we are going to be talking about Season 4, Episode 10, Fraternity of Thieves. This is Mullets and Memories, Episode 74. Uh, how are we doing tonight, guys? How doing many, well. How many Allagashes in are we? I'm uh, on my third. This oh, is my, God, I'm only on two. I, this yeah. is only my second, but I only almost just knocked it over. But you guys had tacos, I just too. I got two big tacos in my belly. Wait, how is that possible? That you're on two, you're on two, and you're on three, and there's one left? Is that right? No. Yeah, because yes, eight. it is. Because there's seven. Okay, ooh, math. Dave. Because math is my favorite subject. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. The fact that Lucy's coming home every day now with math homework scares the bejeebies out of me. She's oh yeah, in first, second grade, second grade, and she comes home with one math sheet. I which should is know because my daughter's in the same grade. I was going to say, isn't she in second grade yeah. too? But yeah. So anyway, math is um, clearly my strong suit. So we're gonna have to fight over that last beer, Greg. Oh. On on the show, I'm gonna crack it over your head. How then? Nate's gonna drink it with shards of glass <laughs> in it off of our bodies, <laughs> doing body shots, dancing in cages like Pete. And last episode, yeah. <laughs> are are uh, you guys talking about what's going to happen or what we did last week? Oh e- well, either way, whatever. Pete, Pete danced okay. in a cage last week, and right. this one's gonna end in bloody shards and beer. You'll notice that we mm-hmm. haven't actually spoken anything about this episode yet since no, we started, even though I gave it a favorable review. It is a very unmemorable episode. Yeah, it especially was, after last week's. Yeah, last week was pretty crazy. <laughs> it's a hard act to follow, and 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 it felt very much like the uh, the the uh, Maude Dalton episode. Yes, like all this potential, all this cool stuff that was just kind of wasted. Right, and a character who we haven't seen before that is just like just appears and then disappears just as fast. Um, and that like like we were just saying, like it was a hard act to follow because this they they didn't take any break, so like this was. Th- the week following, um, Cleo rocks. Oh, God, so like February, it was February sixth was the last one. And this was February, so this was exactly a week later. Like, so they had a lot to follow up with. Yep, clearly they just like tried to burn one off because like they had not. I, I don't know. It was, it was a struggle of an episode. I was, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. So it starts off with MacGyver outside, yep. like walking, like his little voice over there. But I just want to comment on his appearance. Mm-hmm. So this is a relatively new appearance. So they've kind of ditched his gray or his uh his bomber jacket or like not a bomber jacket but his kind of the leather coat, brown it, leather yeah, coat. Yeah. Now lately in the past several episodes he's been wearing he's been wearing uh black jeans and like a black leather jacket with yeah. like a white turtleneck maybe not yeah, quite turtleneck turtleneck-ish with a, a, a dicky a dicky he's dickie. wearing a dicky <laughs> <laughs> it gets hot and he's got and he's got his white running shoes yeah yeah and it's just he's looking more and more like a sleaze bag <laughs> just sorry i'm thinking i have a funny story about a dicky but it's not for the show maybe for maybe if we do champion klein for next one but anyway go ahead yeah no i just i just saw felt his 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 appearance is getting kind of Shaggy and the hair, the hair has gotten to a different point this episode. Like it's definitely reaching the point of where, like, we all know this is the mullet that we see in like the promotional images and the the photo. And well, God, I know. (laughs) 
Well, it's funny. Like, it's if you saw MacGyver hanging out at a party, like, would you want to hang out with him? Yes, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he's he my, could. He's find ways to get out of that party. So many different ways. <laughs> Just throw himself off the balcony and somehow survive. He'd be drinking his Virgin Bloody Mary. <laughs> Just tomato just, juice. Just tomato juice with a big piece of celery in it. You're like, hey guys, I brought this eggnog I made in my science in kit. In my chemistry your, set, it's your, virgin. Yeah. <laughs> I brought my virgin vodka, so it's just water? Yeah. It's all, it's just, it's virgin vodka. All right, let's just call it that. Shut your face. So it's just the, it's the spirit without the alcohol. Yeah. So it's water. So then. just water? Yes, it is. He just walks in with a potato. And I've already virgin had, vodka right here, guys. There you go. I've already had three, so sorry if I'm a little... <laughs> on edge. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Oh, so shit. he definitely he has a new look, and it's a good look. It's good, and I couldn't stop looking at the hair for most of the episode. Every time he moves, the hair bounces. It's like it's like it's got its, its own. The body of his hair is fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Do you think so he conditions? Good. I think we've talked about this he before. Must. I think he has to condition. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. It's very nice. Um, all right. So, what do you say? Should we get into it? Yes. All right. Let's get into it. Get through it. Get around it. Get under it. Get up and inside of it. Do whatever we need to do to it. So, MacGyver is outside a, a, a such an '80s cheese bar. Oh man, such cheesy, like such '80s bar, like lots of neon. Yeah. Just, just like random dancing in corners of the bar. Yeah, and he he's following a guy named Dave Edwards, and and Dave Dave is a he's an engineer. He's employed by 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 a subcontractor of the Phoenix Foundation. I think they referred to them as yes. And apparently, uh, Dave's finances show uh, a little bit more money than he's actually making. Mm-hmm. Which tips MacGyver off to something else. Which is how do how do they know his finances? What are they doing? Spying on his bank accounts? Clearly. <laughs> so that's a little weird. Clearly they're they're going over the finance reports and they're like, huh, well, I guess that I guess they can do that. Okay. So he follows Dave into a bar, into the bar. I don't think we get the name of the bar. It's at the pri- primal primal spawn. <laughs> primal spawn, or how about the purple peacock? The purple peacock. The flaming pool. The, the flaming, flaming pool. pool. Yeah, it's, that's what it yeah. It's the flaming pool. Okay. Pete. Pete Saturday night. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pete's part owner. So we, we, we as as we see MacGyver going to the bar, the camera pans over to 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 an old gentleman, an old man in the car. His name is Papillon. Papillon. Um, it's he's Dave's boss. Isn't that a type of dog? I don't know. Isn't that a papoose? <laughs> well, oh, maybe it's Papillon. Papillon. <laughs> I don't know. Papillon is, uh, I believe, French for uh, butterfly. We learned about that later in the episode, it, David. Indeed, I know. So we meet. So this is Dave's boss. Hmm. And he watches them both both go inside, and we we're he's in the car with with two other guys. One guy's name is Crease, and uh, is it? I didn't catch that. Th- yeah, because they they mention it later on in the episode. His name is Crease. Crease. Yes, like crease in your pants. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know how it's spelled. Is I- that a name? Or what you get on your hands. I'm imagining that these are all last name basis. Is like they don't refer to anyone in the first name anymore. C R Y E A S E. Yeah, Crease. Crease. They call him Crease, and so he's an associate of Papillon. And he sends him so so pap, pap, Papillon. I'm, I'm gonna have to do this every time now, aren't I? You have to do it, Papillon. Yeah. So he sends Crease inside. He's like, "You got to get Dave out. Like, we need to get him out of here because they they know that MacGyver's trailing him, right? So it. we need to get you need to get Dave out. He's got what he has. Basically, Dave has something that Papillon wants. Like who does Papillon? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so then we meet this other guy who's just the ultimate creeper. His name is Harold. So he's got this like thin mustache, like with no D. Yeah, Harold. Yeah, he's got like a little mustache. It's this Hark ultimate the creeper, Harold Angel. <laughs> so he's like, so Papillon sends him in, and he's like, all right, Harold, you're the one. You're gonna, you're gonna kill MacGyver. Like that's your job. You go in and kill MacGyver, Crease. You get Dave out of there. They don't know it's MacGyver though. It's just they know he's right. Fall. You get this guy, and Harold, you're gonna kill. You're gonna kill him, Crease. You gotta get Dave out of there. Mm-hmm. So we cut to the inside of the bar, and the two men kind of like corner. MacGyver inside the bar, mm-hmm. and MacGyver, thinking fast, jumps behind the bar, mm. unhooks the CO2 tank. From, like, the kegs. From the kegs, takes the dishwashing powder, which is next to the CO2 tanks, spreads it across the top of the bar, and then uses the CO2 tube to blow the dishwashing powder into their faces, blinding them, mm-hmm. and MacGyver sort of, like, takes flight out and tries to leave the bar, which Clever. I know, I love this because so he hops behind a bar and there are two bartenders. None of them do anything behind this bar, right? They watch him, but they don't confront him and say anything. They, and they watch him grab a box of cleaner 
and pour it all over the bar contain uh, over the bar counter as well as unhook their CO2 tank. Right. And do nothing. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. So they don't get paid enough for that shit. Apparently apparently they don't. But yeah, so he just yeah, he blows them in their faces and MacGyver mm-hmm. runs. Um and so we see Dave, he's now outside the bar and he's meeting up with Papillon. 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 Papillon asks Dave for the butterfly. He's like, "You need to give 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 me the butterfly." Yeah. So he pulls out a little like a baggie and in the baggie is of a dead butterfly. Yeah. Dave tries to run from Papillon before giving him the butterfly. Like he turn he like he knocks something out of his hand, like he pu- pushes Papillon or something and runs. Right. With the butterfly still in his pocket or in his hand or whatever. And Papillon wastes no time, pulls out his silencer and just puts a bullet right in his back. Yeah. Takes him out dead and he went down hard on those two like yeah. there's two women in a car across the street and like Dave just like Slams into the car and then just like rolls off, and the women are like, the t- "Oh my god!" Because like, yeah, so they're walking side by side each other, and they walking past a car as Dave's running towards it. So he gets shot, stumbles into the car, hits it, and then falls down on them, like kind of yeah, crashes through them. It was pretty. Actually, it was pretty awesome. It was pretty good. It was a good a good run run and gun. Yes. Oh yeah. Something that like happened that. to me once when I was roller skating. Really? Except I wasn't shot, and I just kind of couldn't stop. And <laughs> sure, I. Maybe that could be called the, the roller skating death. Yeah. <laughs> he got roller skated. He got roller skated to death. I roller yep. skated that, s- that son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So Mac runs out of the bar and he sees he sees Dave down on the ground. And at this point, Papillon has run and he's he's gotten in his car and he's taken off. Right. Because he can't be seen there. Mac runs up to the scene and his, his white sneakers like are the only thing visible in the dark. And then he appears and his hair is gorgeous. They're brand new, so they're squeaking every time he stops. Yep. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and <laughs> Little 80s bounces. Little... He pulls out the envelope containing the butterfly. And he brings it back to the foundation, and Pete is like examining it under—I don't know if it's under a microscope or just a magnifying glass. Yeah, but he discovers a little micro dot, is what they refer to it as. It's yeah. basically just like a tiny piece of film mm-hmm. on one of the dots of the butterfly. And I guess it took pretty the, clever. I—I I said I've never seen that. That's pretty cool that they did that. And I guess Pete says it took the foundation two goes to actually find that. Yeah, but that's one thing I didn't understand. Is he's like, oh, the lab didn't catch this until the second time around. But then why aren't you just looking at the report? Why are you putting it under another microscope right now? Right. Right. Like, right. Just <laughs> and they're in a lab and no one else is there. It's Pete in a lab at a microscope with the butterfly. Right. And like, oh, Pete can do this too? He can do everything. Well, why did you send it to the lab to begin with then? Right. Pete just needs to make sure that they're right. Mm-hmm. So he pulls, you know, he's he's got a mi- he's got a microscope in his desk. Oh, he's clearly. The, he's the one that wants all field agents to be like ready for anything, which right. is like back at MacGyverland on that right. that one <laughs> episode. Exactly. Yeah. Um and so apparently this micro dot contains schematics for like it's like a, a quarter of like 25% of this satellite linking system. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh I guess the deal with that linking system is um it 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 allows planes to pass through any radars undetected. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, but I guess that so there, there's three other pieces mm-hmm. to the schematic that are missing. So there's only they've only found one quarter of these of the schematic. So it's really useless at this point. There's nothing they can do mm-hmm. um, with this quarter of the schematic. And so MacGyver's like, well, why don't we check the other subcontractors? Yeah, we'll see if they have any other information. Mm-hmm. Maybe they maybe they've got more information. We can find all four pieces of this of this schematic. And as this is happening, we see this guy come around the corner into the foundation. He walks up to Pete and he, and he hands him hands him some paperwork. And the first words out of his mouth are, "Oh, hi, Dad." Yeah, right. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. Pete's son from epi- epi- season two. Yeah, like ha- like mid early season two. Like all of a sudden is in the Phoenix Foundation, working at the Phoenix Foundation. Yeah. For yeah. how long? We have no explanation up to this point other than Pete's saying that he's proud to have his son working at the foundation. No explanation as to why he's there. Mm-hmm. Nepotism. Seriously. And also, like, how did he age so fast? Yeah. Because he was only in high school. Growth hormones. Serious. Like, honestly, like, he was in high school. He was, <laughs> obviously, it's two different actors that played the part. But, like, yeah. two years ago, he was in high school. So, by that logic, if he was a frat junior or senior... He should only be in his first or second year of college. Yeah. That dude, dude looked like he was out of college. He's clearly, because he's working a full-time job at the Phoenix Foundation. Right. 
So I, <laughs> MacGyver's timeline once again. Well, it's the same way. Like, how the hell did Nikki Carpenter get working there so fast? Right. Like, what is their background check? How do they vet any of their employees? And what the hell does the Phoenix Foundation do? It's a think tank. Greg. Oh yes, of course. Did you know that, Nate? The, the Phoenix Foundation was just a think tank. That's all they do. Yes. You did know that. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, because they they came up with really good tank designs. They did. And to think in. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> what is happening right now? Oh dear. Um, so we cut to a health club. Really swanky health club. I was like, what the hell kind of health club is this? It's like a giant atrium. Yeah. It's like this huge, like, it's all enclosed in this big geodesic glass dome. Yeah. With all these all these guys. It like, like in, a hotel lobby. Yeah, it was like a hotel lobby yes. around a pool with all this iron, like, pumping uh, pumping iron the, the equipment. Ions that pump. What the hell? All this weightlifting equipment. <laughs> and all these guys and gals in, like, really bad, like, 80s pastel, like, yeah. workout gear. So, you know, the health club. Oh, sure. Totally fine. Just, just a health club for posh schmucks. So um, we're going to call him Poppy from now on because okay. I can't deal with saying Papillon. Papillon. Because I have to say it like that. Like Papa Chuck. Or Papillon. Papal, 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 Papillon 5. Papili- Papillion. Human Papilloma. <laughs> we'll call him Papilloma. <laughs> Papilloma. So Poppy. My kids call me Pappy. <laughs> he's he's meeting with another one of the, uh, the subcontractors. His name is Chaz. I love these names. Chaz and Chaz is a friend of Dave's. Of course. Uh and so Poppy claims that um the government shot Dave. Yeah. Not him. He had nothing to do with it. He's like right. he's like, Well, who did it? He's like, I don't know. Anyway, DXS, CIA, CSI, FBI, ACS, TCI, <laughs> TCBY. <laughs> one of those fucking one of those TGIF. guys. And he's like, Listen, Chaz. Pap, uh, Poppy's like, Listen, Chaz. You got to run the operation now. What me? You, you got to get me the last those last three schematics. No, I'm not ready. I, I don't know what to do. Meanwhile, this Chaz guy looks like a young David Tennant. Mm. <laughs> he does. That's yes, absolutely. Just not as attractive or talented. Correct. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> by any stretch, yeah. brutal. So then we meet Colonel Collins, who's the government liaison to the Phoenix Foundation. That sounds like a cartoon character, Colonel Collins. Yep. Hi, kids. I'm Colonel Collins. Colonel Greg Hi, Collins. Colonel. <laughs> Hi, kids. Today we're going to learn about thermonuclear warfare. Woo! Um, this part, actually, because MacGyver's <laughs> such a badass in this scene. He is. So MacGyver is just like, like you're going to give me all the inf- answers I need. And so Collins, Colonel Collins is basically briefing everyone. And like, or no, Pete's telling Colonel Collins like what just happened and what went down. And MacGyver's like, you know, you're going to need to give me more information if you're going to need my help. And Collins is like, nope, we're not telling you that because we are on a need-to-know basis. And MacGyver's like, guess what? I need to know. Yeah. And Collins is like, no, we're not We're not going to tell you that. And so MacGyver's like, great, cool, fine. I quit. Peace. <laughs> and he walks out. I'm like... Right. Bails on them. And it doesn't take very long because the, then um, Collins is like, all right, hold on. What... We'll t- okay, we'll tell you. Fine. What do you need to know? And MacGyver stops cold, and we see the back of his head and how his hair. Yep. And like his tight pants and his <laughs> white shoes. And I love this because like, how much power does MacGyver have in this foundation? Where to he- literally just like threaten to walk out, and everyone's just like, "Okay, fine. Yeah, fine. We'll give you all the information you need." I know. Do you think it's going to his head a bit? <laughs> I don't think so. It's I think it's ego. his morals. Yeah. His he's like, listen, I'm not going to be your your you know. You, the guy going off just doing whatever I'm told right. to do. Right. right. Maybe a think tank, but you tell me what you're thinking about in that tank. Right. Yes. Yes, that's correct. So Collins Collins takes Mac and Pete down to a vault in the basement of the foundation, as all foundations do. They've yeah. got a vault. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pete, Pete lets them in into the room with his pass card. And so according to Pete at this point, he says there are only two people, including him. So him and one other person has a pass card they change the they change the entry code every single day mm-hmm. so this pat so it's he has they're the only two pete and whoever this other person is are the only two that can get into this vault right so he takes them into the vault and this is where they see the satellite system they call it, they call it rains r-a-i-n-s yeah and that's what it is it, it like i said it allows planes and other you know you know aircraft to pass through any sort of radars mm-hmm. un- undetected mm-hmm so Collins is basically trying to say he's like, "Listen, we're you know United States is sending a jet into enemy territory. We need to confirm the presence of a biological weapons plant. 
mm-hmm. and we need the satellite to get that jet in there undetected and get all the necessary information so we can present this to the UN. Mm-hmm. I love that this is the only time we hear about that would have been a cool plot. Yeah, getting <laughs> like, to it. like get, getting in and like <laughs> infiltrating this biological weapons plant, but this is the only time we hear right about the bioweapons plant. Funny, funny. We never get to see the satellite in action because that would be really cool. Exactly. Like I was thinking about the scene. I can't remember what episode it was, but with the with the voice activated guided missile. Yeah. That MacGyver's like controlling through the through the uh, the ghost town. Uh huh. Like I was thinking, like something. I want to see something like that. Right. But no, we we get. Oh right, what was that? Way back, way back when. I might have been even season one. It was the one with the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. And he's in the ghost town. And he's like voice activating the the missile through the town, to, like right. crash into the right building. That's right. Yeah, it was great. Um. So we cut back to the health the club. The Moloch missile. The Moloch missile, yes. Yep. And uh, back at the health club, Chaz is meeting with two more guys, Alex and Simon. Oh, those are pretty normal names. Yeah, not bad. And they're uh, they're also working working with Poppy. With Poppy. So they're they're kind of worried at this point because they worry that this like they're not going to be able to get the final schematics. Right. And um, Chaz is like, no, 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 don't you worry, guys. We've we've got this all well in hand. We'll be able to get the last piece of the schematics because we've got the right guy for this. And we get the worst reveal. <laughs> Right. Well, he, the guy the guy says it. We don't it's even before the reveal. Yeah, he's like because we got the right man for the job. Isn't that right, Mister Thornton? Right. And so then we get the reveal of his balls. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. The camera pans over as he's walking up, and like you see these tight '80s workout pants. Yeah. And he's walking up. He's like, "Hey guys, that's right." And I don't know. I I really didn't like this dude. I I, I didn't I didn't dig who the Michael. Act, yeah, the I didn't like him much. either. He was not. Was like, he nah. wasn't great. Um. And Nate, you you had written here, yeah, like Chaz has this weird smile, but his yeah. eyes are directly on Thornton's balls. Yeah, the yeah. whole time. So like he has this smile as he's saying, "Oh, we have somebody. We have an insight at the Phoenix Foundation." And then the camera, where you think his is, goes right to where you think his eyes would go. Yeah, and it stays on his balls a little too long. <laughs> It's, it's, it's like the scene in Friends but, where he sits down and opens his legs, and they're just like, <laughs> "Yes, oh, yeah, okay, you might want to close those up, there, buddy." And the <laughs> smile on his face just does not mesh very well. Right? With- yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so long. It's Pete's son being a, a dipshit. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like him. I know he was the weakest part of the episode. Well, the, the whole episode was kind of shit. Oh, that's true. So. MacGyver is back at his office trying to he's trying to get and he's trying to get on to Dave's personnel file on the computer and he realizes that somebody wiped the file out with a virus mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't really know why he's trying to figure it out and Pete's like well why don't you check the physical records at the university library well he doesn't even come right out and say that to begin with he's like He's like, oh, these stupid computers. It was so nice when everything was just done by paper and, he, he becomes, and by hand. He becomes a baby again. He's like, oh, yeah. you, you can't. It's a virus. Well, how are you going to fix it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, blah, well, blah, 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 technology. I wish it was all on paper. Uh, and then MacGyver's like, that's a good idea. Let me check to see if they have paper. And he's like, yeah, that that was my idea. That was I said I said that. Yeah. Did you you gonna call Pete's, call the library? Give me credit when for that. When Pete gets angry or like frustrated, he really whines so much. Oh yeah. Oh, he's awful. So much. He's awful. Um. So we cut to I believe we're still at the health club, and Chaz has given Michael a camera. It's like yeah. a little tiny like mini spy camera, and he's like, "All right, why don't you go in? I need you to to get into that to get into that vault, take the pictures of the schematics." Let me know how we're going to do that. And and Michael's like, listen, I can't get in there. Like, there's only two people in the company that have this pass card. They change the password every day. I can't get in there. And Chaz is like, well, use your dad's. Yeah. We'll give you this device. Apparently, it's a device that they can use that will copy mm-hmm. exact exactly like any sort of a card on top of it. They use a blank one and they just like swipe. And it. it's interesting. This is where Michael, like, you start seeing him. He's like, oh, I have to, I have to betray my father like directly. Right. As if, as if you know, stealing secrets from the f- foundation that. Pete is the like director. He's a director big, he's a big wig. You're not you're not betraying your father, but you now you have to do it like directly. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. So no sooner does that scene end that Pete's in his office and we see Michael come in and he's got something behind his back and he walks up and he goes, "Hey dad, uh, got something for you." And he pulls out he pulls out a brand new cashmere coat for Pete and you yeah, can see like, what? Pete all automatically's like, "Oh my." No, he he t- said, "No, what did you what is this? Yeah, I'm not taking this." 
No, I can't take this from you. I can't. I can't. I can't. Michael, what? I can't take it. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he goes ape. He's like, I, no. He can't accept gifts. But he's like, but he, at the same time, he's just like, like touching it. And he's like, well, you do. Yeah. You know, I love cashmere. Like, this right. is, ooh, but no, my, no, Michael, <laughs> no. I said no. Yeah. But dad, my, dad, dad, it's just, just. You you paid for college. Consider it a repayment on that loan. And it's, it's, the excuse is that uh, right, yeah. The excuse is that Michael just bet on a baseball game that his dad, that Pete said not to yes. bet on. But Michael w- went ahead and bet anyway and bet big and won. Yeah, and Celtics like, got, versus somebody. Yeah. He's like, I got lucky. He's yeah, like, I got right. lucky, Dad. Just c- come on, please. Just he's like, just try it on. Yeah. And Pete reluctantly is like, all right, fine. So he takes off and he slides it on. You can immediately see like Pete's like, oh my. I'm <laughs> just gonna is- say though. <laughs> It didn't look different than any other coat that Pete wore ever. It looked exactly the same. No, it didn't. no, but it was, that's the thing with cashmere is it feels nice. Maybe, maybe Pete should have just taken his shirt off and put the coat on <laughs> right over, right on his bare skin. He's like, yeah. Michael's like, Dad, just go ahead and take. T- Pete's like, unbutton. No, Dad, 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 what do you want? I just, just put it over your. I did find it a little <laughs> awkward that Michael started to unbutton his dad's jacket. Like he was so insistent that his dad tried yeah. it on. He's like, he's trying to unbutton the jacket right. and undress his dad. I'm like, just take it, take a break. <laughs> but this is all a ruse so that Pete can take his jacket off that has his past t- code tag on it. Yep. And um and then he will uh swap things out. Yeah. And so that's what he does. So he's talking to Pete. Pete's like modeling himself in front of the mirror and he's trying it on and Michael, you know, he takes the pass card, he swipes it into the duplicator, mm-hmm. duplicates the pass card. But right before that Pete comes back, but Michael hasn't had a chance to put the pass card back. I so thought like, this was I, pretty slow. So I, I liked this bit because there was some tension there. Yeah. So like Michael hadn't quite put the pass card back, and you thought Pete was going to catch him, but he, Michael sli- slips it back. Like Pete turns around or something, and he gets it back on his jacket. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, And so Pete's like, listen, Michael, I'd I really like for us to at least be friends so we can make up for all the years that I was absent. Why can't we? be friends and they have a nice heart because to heart you and I'm steal like, from me god oh. i feel so bad for pete this is like <laughs> i feel so bad for pete yeah at this point because pete's like just desperate for some sort of relationship i know you, you know what the hell's happening right now behind the scenes and i'm just like oh pete you uh, pete you're getting poor, you're getting used son of a bitch what um, happen, wh- where's like where's michael's mother yeah where'd she go after no. they got after pete rescued them from being kidnapped no she, she went she went away she yeah. went to to live with julio Ex-wife is gone. Fair enough. So Mac returns a little bit later and with the paper records from, from Dave's file. And it shows up that apparently Dave and a bunch of other guys and some girls created what he called the the Campus Computer Club. Mm. And five of the members of the Computer Club now work for companies involved with the satellite system. All separately. All separate, different. All five people work for five different companies that have something to do with the satellite system. And, and Pete's like, well, great. He's like, let's let's figure it out. Who, who are all the people? And he names them off, and he goes, well, there's one that um, I think might have some information. And he's like, great. Pete's like, great, who is it? It's, um, it's Michael. Mm. And Pete's just like, what? No, no, it can't be. Pete's yeah. just complete denial. Yeah. Complete denial that his son has anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. I'm his father. It, this can't be this can't be what it is. How I, don't, I don't how could he do anything? And MacGyver pointed out like he sees the coat hanging up on the, the cashmere coat. It's like, where'd you get that? He's like, Oh, Pete Michael gave it to me as a gift. He's like, Oh, okay. Oh, so Michael was here? Yeah. Yeah, well yeah, he gave yeah. me the coat. And you tried it on? He's like, Yeah. Uh huh. So was Michael ever alone here with your jacket? Like, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I went to try the coat on, and then that—that's when Pete's like, "Oh man, yeah." And so they figured out, they deduced that like Michael clearly duplicated mm-hmm. the pass card, right? Um, Nate, you had mentioned something in your notes here about Pete's denial um, that it ran really, really deep. Yeah, he—he, <laughs> he, I mean, he had the picture of the computer club in front of him, um, and he was drawing the lines there, and he's just like. You know, he can't be. I'm I'm his father. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, when Luke found out Darth Vader was his dad, you know that that was pretty deep denial too. You know, <laughs> yeah. So you're so. saying that at some point <laughs> Michael's going to end up without a hand? Yeah. Um, yes, and <laughs> that's going to be something legs. else. Okay, yeah, I don't and know. like most of his body. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to be burned uh, brutally in a fire. Oh, so God. even though the force, the the 
the force is strong with Pete, the the dark side. Maybe winning with Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of Michael, we cut to Michael using the copied key card, and he gets into the assembly chamber for the satellite, and he starts mm-hmm. snapping photos with the camera. I'm just gonna make a note though. Like he, he he was pulling like these these schematics out of like big like blueprint file file drawers, yeah, and lying them down and taking photos with this tiny little camera in the dark. Yeah, I that's what I said. I'm like, there's I knew there's clearly a flash on this camera. Right, you can see it right off when they yeah. cut away to it, and he doesn't use it. Nope. And he's half taking really lit. bad photos, really terrible angles like, at yes. bad angles and stuff, Absolutely. and all kind of things. You know, uh, there's like spy cameras would have like a little chain attached to them, so you could hold it down to the to the page so that you would get the right distance. Oh, and yeah. everything would be in focus, and you line it up all perfect. He's just doing it like at like a 45 degree angle, so there's going to be crazy distortion. It's all going to be dark. Yeah, this is like barely a Polaroid camera. It's just yeah. like the size of a friggin' thumb. It's so small. It's super tiny. So as he's taking photos, um, he looks up, and at that point, they, he realizes that he's being watched, and you see MacGyver, Pete, and Colonel Collins standing in the window just, like, mouths open, like, <laughs> what? I, I want to see Colonel Collins, like, with a pop bag of popcorn, like, stuffing his face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know dick. why. <laughs> Colonel Collins eat, always eats popcorn. <laughs> He likes to, he likes to catch people and he likes to eat popcorn while he does it. Yep, we never understood it. Doesn't make sense. We but just let him do it. He does a really good job. This episode brought to you by popcorn. By popcorn, <laughs> better than corn. So it's pop popcorn. <laughs> wow. So, so Michael admits he's like, listen, it wasn't just the money that I was doing this for. He's like, but I'm I'm doing this to get revenge on whoever killed Dave. And we're like, uh, um, okay. Wait, to, I thought it was to get revenge on Pete, or not revenge, but just to get to like, because he didn't care. He was mad at Pete just for being an absentee father. Well, I think that too, but I, I think I feel like there's a mention in there, and I wasn't paying attention. There's some mention in there about how he was doing this also for for he was trying to get revenge on whoever did this for Dave's death. Be- okay. Oh, that's right, because Papillon says that it was some government that did it. Right. Okay. So he's doing this in revenge because he knows that some government official right killed Dave. Uh huh. And MacGyver, MacGyver's like, uh, well, no, pretty sure that whoever Dave's contact was during that um, was the one who killed him. Right. And Michael goes, oh, well, Papillon would never do that. Oh, fuck! <laughs> like, <laughs> such a rookie move. Like, just gave up the name immediately. He did. And it, oh, Papillon. <laughs> Papillon. Who's that? And MacGyver puts together, like, I think this is the scene where he puts it together. Like, he starts, like, coming up with all, like, the, the scientific names for all. He's like, Papillon's a butterfly, and well, almost, this means this. He, and- he does that later on when he sees the name tag. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. oh, that's yes. right. That's right. Um, so MacGyver's like, well, I guess we're going to have to use Michael as a trap. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the best way to do it. And, you know, Michael pretty quickly agrees to help them because in his mind i think they kind of make this mention like if you agree to do this we might be talking maybe a reduced sentence for jail if you if yeah. you cooperate with us and which is funny because because they the only i guess a government authority is it's colonel custard or whatever the guy's name is collins colonel, colonel collins yeah. right there he's the only military authority there right there's no other kind of authority other than pete who's just a civilian and macgyver who is a freelance whatever right there's nobody else there there's one guard there's one military guard but like there's no trial there's there's no like rights there's he's just Mm -hmm. they just use him for a pawn in a big game of espionage yeah and butterfly smuggling it's a whole butterfly smuggling ring going on here. Oh, yes, yes um, there is. So Michael leaves after he agrees to help, and Pete starts wondering. Like he's like, I just don't understand how things went wrong. I don't know when they went wrong. And I'm like, Well, let's see. You got divorced when he was younger because you were a non-existent father. Mm-hmm. Then post-divorce, you continued to ignore your son until you had to acknowledge him when he was kidnapped by your arch nemesis. Then we assume you ignored him again for two more years after you rescued him with you and your ex-wife. Right. Hmm. I don't know where things went wrong, Pete. You tell me. Yeah, Pete just <laughs> never around and always did other <laughs> Are shit. Are you kidding me, dude? Um, right. So we cut to, I think this is the, the health club. We're back at the health club, right? And Mac and Pete are in a van, like, listening on surveillance. <laughs> yes, or something. To Michael. Right, because they wire up, they wire Michael, because he's supposed to deliver the the uh, the, the pictures to, to Chaz. To Chaz. Um, Chaz and Michael. Oh, jeez, I just put that together. To Chaz. Chaz and Michael. Right. 
Oh yeah, he's talking about I'll look at from that. freaking Blades of Glory. Yeah, okay. Wow. Jazz Michael Michaels. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, and so basically, <laughs> Michael gets there and tells Chaz, "I'm not giving it to you. I'm going to make the delivery myself, and you're going to come with me." Right. And and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I don't know why they needed to wire him for that. Right. He's like, uh, "I want more money because mm-hmm. now that Dave's dead, I'm doing more of the work, and we can go oh. ahead and cut you in on it, Chaz, if you want." Mm-hmm. Why? Why'd you need to wire that conversation? Right. Well, I'm, <laughs> right. they may not have known how it was going to go down. Maybe, maybe Paps was there. Oh, maybe they were just going to. Oh, yeah, because no one really knows what Papillon looks like at this right. point. So he oh, could have been. He could have been the. Well, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Um, mm. Chaz is like, yeah. Listen, I don't really want to do that. Like, I don't think that you should be taking more money. So he's like, ah, I don't really want to relay this message back to Papillon. But Michael's like, no, no, you don't have to do that. He's like, because I'm going to be the one to deliver the message. Yep. So you go ahead back to him and, and tell Papillon that I want to meet him tomorrow morning at at the mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, at the mall <laughs> yeah. in public at the mall. <laughs> Great, no, that's perfect. <laughs> Fine. Um, so Chaz. Cuts back and he goes to see Papillon at his estate, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, here, here are Michael's demands. This is what he wants." And Papillon's like, "All right, we'll get, we'll get, we'll give into the demands. We'll do that." But since he doesn't know what I look like, I'm gonna go ahead and send Crease over here in my mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. in case something happens. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, "All right, that cool. That sounds uh, that sounds great." And they're like, "And and our buddy Harold, who we haven't seen since the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. creepy mustache dude with the bald hair." Right. Um, bald head he's like yeah we'll just have him uh escort the two of you michael and chaz mm-hmm. back over here to the estate right um and so chaz leaves and, and papillon gives crease uh he's like listen come here he's like here's what you're gonna do he's like if these guys get a, get too close to you he's like i'm gonna i want you to use this and he pulls out a prussic acid sprayer right <laughs> just which is a just, thing which is a thing yeah but he's like he's like but Remember, he's like, listen, you got to get real close. Yeah. So he shoves the sprayer like right up into Crease's nose, and Crease flinches, and he knocks over one of the displays holding the dead butterflies, and just shatters all over the floor. <laughs> and he's like, "You make it sound so unceremonious, like the dead butterflies. You could have said like the the display butterfly, butterfly collection, butterfly collection, but no, they I were just picture like butter- I picture like this, <laughs> the this dead picture mangled. frame with like dead butterflies that just collected yeah. in the bottom of it." It's like in the lighting fixtures right. in everyone's house. It's just like the just dead flies. Knocked over this collection of dead butterflies. Because that's what it was, Greg. Shut up. Okay. I'm sorry. <clears throat> if you're not a collector, you don't know. I don't know. I knew a guy who collected butterflies. He had an entire basement full of butterfly displays. Jeez. It was creepy, and he had like one light in the basement. Oh, it was the creepiest basement I've ever been in. Creepier than this one. Even your murder room has many lights and some... It's some does. twinkle lights. Yeah, we should nice make the lights here. twinkle for the next episode. Mm. Um, so yeah, so so yeah, he he's like Papillon's like, listen, when you when you want to do when you want to use this, he's like, just get right up under their face, and you just like shove it, and you just spray that right in their face, and yeah. like I said, he knocks over to the displ- one of the displays, mm-hmm. shatters all over the ground, and Papillon's like, but listen, here's what you have to do though. He's like, just in case, he's like, take this antidote pill, and I want you to take it right beforehand. She's like, just to be safe. This is right after it. Yeah, right out. He's like, right after you spray this, he's like, just take the antidote, just to be on the safe mm-hmm. side. And he hands mm-hmm. him like a little capsule, um, and we cut to we. So we see we see Crease walk away, and he's there's one quick shot of him like stepping on the broken glass. Yes, but we don't really. We're like, I, first the, I was the like, broken glass from the display case yeah. of the dead butterflies. I was like, that's a weird shot because I didn't realize what had happened mm-hmm. at first. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So we cut to the mall, and um, Pete's selling a salty popcorn. <laughs> Right, yeah, selling popcorn to some kids because he lo- he's dressed up like a popcorn vendor. He looks great, by the way. He does with like the little. He paper looks like hat. he's in his element. He's just loving it. He's like, if Thanks. he never wants to retire, but I think if he ever got forced out of the Phoenix mm-hmm. Foundation, he would start selling popcorn. You know what would be? It would be like a, a Men in Black situation where like yes. Pete leaves the the Phoenix Foundation, but it has to be like mind erased, memory wiped. Yeah, and then like MacGyver's walking down the mall one day, oh, and encounters that would be Pete heartbreaking. selling popcorn, and he they, he doesn't know him. And he's like, "You want some popcorn, young man?" Oh my! Oh gosh. yeah, Pete. How do you know my name? I uh, I oh don't God, know. That would be heartbreaking, wouldn't it? Oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> Why'd you put that in my head? Now it's all I'm going to think about. <laughs> and then MacGyver gets all melancholy because he knows that's going to be his fate. Exactly. He's going to be mine. 20 years down the road. Right. MacGyver's going to be selling friggin' churros at the booth next door. <laughs> <laughs> so Pete's Pete's working there and uh, Collins and MacGyver, are, I think they're in a closed store a little ways down from where Pete's selling popcorn. 
So they wire Michael up and they get him out there to uh, to meet with uh, with Chaz. And he goes down and he talks to Chaz and he points out and he's like, "There's our man right there." And they point to uh, Papillon, who's actually Crease. Yeah, right. And he's just kind of like standing over there. And so Crease, Crease comes over and he starts having a conversation. And Pete notices Crease like go into his pocket and he sees what he's about to pull out. And mm-hmm. so Pete, like a fucking bulldog, yeah, just, right, like, barrels across. Yeah, I know, because <laughs> Crease is about to pull out the Prussic acid gun, yeah. and uh, and he char- Pete charges and hit, got, gets the Crease as he releases the gas right into Pete's face, right into Pete's face, and Pete's like, Wah! third time this season, Pete has faced death, right? And just <laughs> last season, last episode, Murdoch gassed him with his cane. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Pete's gonna God. I'm surprised Pete didn't die of like. Freaking lung, like lung infection, lung, <laughs> some kind of lung illness, like some lung infection, like consumption <laughs> or anything that you know, the bullets that went into his body, like or... like a bullet infection, the bullet in the head, yeah. But any, yeah, and then Pete like tips over, like, Aah! and then you see Crease immediately, you know, take the antidote and drop dead instantly. Yeah. <gasps> What? What? That was such a twist. I, I didn't know. see that coming. And so all the while, Pete's like, ah, 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 <laughs> it's like ah, a lot of gurgling and shit. Ah. And then, um, what's his name? The the Colonel and MacGyver run up, and, right? And and th- this is like the second reference recently. He's like, oh, it looks like uh, it's like uh, he was like gas. It must be cyanide gas or something. It's a it's a KGB trick. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, sure. And then MacGyver starts rattling, okay, cyanide gas, that means it's this and this, it's this kind of chemical composition, so I would need blah, 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 blah as an antidote. Sodium thiosulfate. <laughs> so, yeah, sodium thiosulfate. <laughs> and he starts looking around them all, and he sees like a photo developing place, and he charges over to it. He's like, sorry, emergency, I've got to raid your, I've got to raid your photo machine. Because the photo fixer. <laughs> yeah, so he, he gets like a cup full of photo fixer and some other shit. And runs back, and they li- lift Pete back up, and they tell him to drink it. Slushy. Yeah, and he's Pete's like, ah, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. it's just like like that. Pete's and he's like, like, all right, so where'd Michael go? Yeah, and he's kind of back to normal after <laughs> practically dying from prussic acid poison. It's so, it's so fucking ridiculous. Unreal, unreal. And then and uh, then uh, the colonel looks down at Crease and says, "Looks like he took a cyanide pill. Yeah, it's a KGB tactic." Sure. Like it says it again. Yep. Thanks, Mac. Okay. Yep. Sure do know a lot about the KGB, MacGyver. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> jeez, jeez. So, uh, Harold, this fucking guy's crazy. I don't know why. He just looked, he's such a creeper. I don't know why they, ex- they like, Crease was expendable. He seemed like a, a big dude and, like, pretty loyal. I would see that Harold would have been the war- the one to get rid of. He, like, he had Kreese mad dog like, eyes. Yes. Who, Harold? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Well, and well, there's a scene coming up where he gets in a fight with MacGyver and he's like gritting his teeth, like, I'm like, oh my God, you're horrifying. <laughs> See, Harold, um, Harold and Crease, I think Crease was expendable. I think Harold's smarter okay. and doesn't screw up as much. Yeah, whereas Crease is kind of like. Eats a, people. Yeah, and Crease did man. knock over the dead butterflies. Yeah. So Harold takes Chaz, Chaz and Michael back to Papillon's house mm. and uh, he takes the camera Papillon takes the camera and he confirms yep he's like all the schematics stuff are real but he can says alright I gotta go develop this essentially he's gone for like what three minutes yeah and then Michael and Chaz are sitting there on, on the on the um, on the chairs for like an hour yeah while, while Harold is having them at gunpoint yeah and then unbelievable yeah, and Papillon comes back he's like yep this is alright yeah, it's a hell of a dark well, guys, road. Well, guys, it's the uh, end of the road, pretty much. Why don't we go ahead and uh, to let uh, Mr. Harold here yeah. uh, take you outside, and Harold well, comes, for, ba- Harold well, comes back in holding a freaking shovel. Well, it's because Papillon tells him, like, Harold, go down in the basement. There are a couple of shovels down there. <laughs> he just comes back in holding one shovel like a creep. Yeah, well, he's, <laughs> no, he's got two. Does he have two? One for each of them. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I yeah. didn't realize he had two. I didn't I, see it with they're two. All, they're both in one hand. Oh, maybe. Looks like one. Identical right. shovels. Wow, that was really good then. And I I'm thinking, tell. and then they lead them outside, and we. This is when we really notice that oh, it's it's winter time. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna have these guys dig their own grave in, in the, the winter. In the winter. Yep. The ground's probably frozen. Yep. But you clearly hear the the shovel go right into the ground. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I guess. Okay. I guess that's what it is. So back at the mall, MacGyver, they're looking over Crease, and MacGyver sees. Uh, a label or something like sticking onto the bottom of Crease's shoe, and it's the it's the label from the display case that he had knocked over when he F- stepped on full it. of what uh, dead butterflies. Yes, 
Beautiful, majestic butterflies on display, Gregory. Yeah. That are dead. That are very That happen dead. to be deceased oh. no more. Um, so he looks at the thing and he's... Uh, this is when MacGyver like spews out all his like scientific knowledge of butterflies and what all of these uh all this terminology means right it was ridiculous i'm like oh cool you know exactly what you're talking so about. he's like because he sees the label and it was obviously the label from the butterfly case he's like this is a label from a butterfly collection so the guy that we must be after must really like butterflies so what does he have collins do he has collins look up okay Looks up every butterfly magazine that might exist and then cross-references it with all the people in the area that <laughs> may have purchased butterfly magazines, like have subscriptions to them. DSX files, like match the DSX files right. to people who have butterfly magazine subscriptions. Right, exactly. <laughs> and within minutes, they come back with the Papillon guy. Right, his name is Roger Sanborn, apparently, and he, I guess he quit, I guess he quit the Navy because he was accused of espionage. Right. So he just bailed. Right, and they just let him go. Cool, awesome. Okay. It must it must be him. Well, he does have a house about fifteen miles out of town. That's true. Pretty yeah, close. pretty yeah. close. Yeah, he lives pretty close. So they get the they get the address. Um, but Collins is like, listen, we can't do anything about a search warrant. Like, there's nothing we can do about that. Like, what? We can't get into the house. What? Okay. So then, what happens? So Pete's like, well, we we have to go rescue Michael. Mm-hmm. And um, MacGyver's like, all right, Pete, let's go together. Yeah, and they just go and they ignore the whole thing. They just go storm up there in their right. car. So we see uh, Papillon and Harold. They're taking Chaz and Michael out to the lake. And uh, right off the lake is where they're going to dig their graves. And there's a little, he- there's a helicopter pad that's there. And I guess that's going to be there. That's The buyer is supposed to land there mm-hmm. to pick up Papillon so they can make their deal. MacGyver and Pete are a little ways off. And they split up in the woods to rescue Michael. And they're like, I think that there's a line in there somewhere. Like they're like, everyone, we just gotta really be quiet. And I just have this vision of Pete like being as loud as possible, yeah. like a bear through the woods. They stomp every footstep. Oh, Jeff! Like, <laughs> the thorns! Ow! Oh, sorry, everything. that was a stick. I stepped on a stick. I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? No, just every footstep he makes is it's super loud, and like his jacket snags on everything, and it's that's really louder than it should be. Yeah, yeah, like just. Pete well, is just loud. <laughs> I mean, we're up we're up in Maine. You guys know what it's like to walk on snow. Like, yeah, especially when it's quiet out. Every step is like crunch. Yeah, right. And hear it, everything. It, yeah, yeah. I could just picture that. Oh my but, gosh. So, yeah. but like, so when the, when uh, uh, Papillon and and I want to say Hubert, <laughs> Hubert, Harold are, are bringing them out there as they pass the helicopter pad. They turn on the, a green, a green rotating light so that it's it's clear to land. Right, and then they go off and they force the guys to start digging their own graves, which is ridiculous. Of course it is. Let's just drag it out as long as possible. And in the meantime, MacGyver runs back over to the the uh, the electrical panel and turns the green light off and turns the red light on and then kind of messes around with some stuff in like the panel. He like reverses some wiring. I don't yeah. know what he does, but I'm yeah. like what? Okay, whatever, fine. So basically, as the helicopter arrives, they see the red light. And back off, right? Um, right. And exactly. like, what? Something's wrong here. I gotta go check it out. Leaving the two boys at gunpoint with with Harold, <laughs> good old Harold, with Harold. Yeah. And uh, basically, like, and Harold like lets them dig a little bit more. And this is where I'm thinking: you two guys got shovels. You could take the. You could kick his ass right you now. Just box his ears with both shells, like boom, boom, right across the head. Right. And this is where where Harold's like, okay. Okay, that's enough. Right. And they, they obviously didn't make a dent. They didn't do anything. Get into the hole, boys. Yeah. Uh, sir, it's um it's 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 not as it's no, no, nope. I can't oh, do he's that. Like, he's he's like, you know, well, you know, it doesn't matter. We're out nobody's gonna find you guys out here anyway. Yeah, it's like, like it's, well, wait, why it's your did you property. spend the whole time getting the shovels and making them dig the what like I don't know. Through. Okay, like if if anyone's dug any holes I have digging takes a while. Sure does. And they're digging mm-hmm. in the woods. Which is full of roots. Yep. There's in the supposed middle of the winter. Bullshit. Yeah. Exactly. Like, come on. Oh, they should have just shot him. So, no. So they don't do anything. They just stand around, and then Pete's the one who like, like, sort of like um, ambushes Harold. Yeah. He sneaks up from behind, forcing him, like, him to drop his gun. Charges. He's like, he screams, like, "Put your gun down!" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good old meaty Pete to the rescue. He does. He comes um, in hard. So Chaz, Chaz tries to run. Which 
distracts Pete enough for Harold to kind of attack Pete. And this yeah. is where like Harold starts like gritting his teeth, like ah, ah, right? like, yeah. they're going at each other like pretty hardcore. Yeah. And Michael gets into the mix trying to help Pete and ends up getting shot in the leg. Yeah. Um, taking him out of commission. And so then we cut to uh, Papillon, who arrives at the the electrical box out in front of the helicopter pad, and he tries to flip on the green light. Yeah. But whatever the hell MacGyver did, yeah, sparks the entire electrical box and gives Papillon a really nasty shock. Yeah, and he falls over backwards. And this is when MacGyver like kind of charges up. I think like Papillon's kind of stumbling around. MacGyver jumps out of a tree and attacks him. Yeah. And then there's a cut from a little farther away, and you see MacGyver and Papillon wrestling. And did you see the wig on the Papillon stunt double's head? No, no I missed it. Holy shit. <laughs> I missed it. Total, oh, like, shit. So, so big and just not the actor. Like, <laughs> like I don't even know if it was Mac- Richard Dean Anderson as MacGyver there. Probably so not. It, just like, I was like, oh, holy crap. Really? It was great. That's it awesome. It was great. So, so he knocks... Papillon unconscious, and the the helicopter, the pilot and the buyer in the helicopter are seeing this whole thing go down, and the buyer's like, nope, it's too hot for me, we're out, Yeah, and they just like turn the helicopter around, they fly off. And that's it, so I'm just going to assume that the authorities are tra- tracking them? Where well, one could only hope. I doubt it. I what, doubt what? it. I mean, they didn't even have a search warrant for that <laughs> no, place, so, so, you're right. so they, all they weren't illegal. even at the step where they could be tracking. It's all illegal, so everything they did um, was illegal. Um. So we cut back to MacGyver and Pete in uh, one of the in the foundation, a uh, Phoenix Foundation, and Mac and Pete are just kind of like chatting, and they're waiting to they're waiting to hear back from Michael. I guess he's in he's in a preliminary hearing mm-hmm. um, before it goes to trial. Yeah, and MacGyver's kind of like just like really being reassuring to Pete. He's like, "Listen, there's only so much we can do as parents." I'm like, "Yeah, but Pete really wasn't a parent, like." Pete yeah. didn't do jack shit. Like this is the kind of thing. Like I, 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 I sympathize for Pete and Michael, but Pete, yeah, you weren't there and didn't really make right. much of an effort. You didn't do much of anything. So Michael arrives on crutches, and he, he's like uh, Max, like, well, would they, would they say at the hearing? And Michael's like, I think I'm going to be able to get a reduced sentence because of my cooperation and the mm-hmm. whole thing. So I think mm-hmm. that's going to be okay. Um, but I'm still probably going to go to jail. And then we get. In my opinion, one of the worst deliveries of a line I've ever heard in the entire series. I'm scared, Dad. I know. Me too. Michael, you remember what I said about being friends? Well, that still goes. And friends stand by each other through everything. I'm your friend. Oh god. Oh god, it's just just the most forced scene I've always oh, so bad. Just but that one it line wasn't that wasn't just Pete though. It was Michael too. Oh no, cuz that well, I was referring to the line that Michael has, I'm scared, dad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he, I'm, I'm scared. What? I'm he, scared. Dad. I'm scared. He did the, you know, the the go-to bag of actor tricks where, you know, you kind of jut out your bottom jaw and look up to the left and you're like i'm scared i'm scared i'm scared dad it was awful yeah i'm scared i'm scared yet somehow somehow i i I, i'm gonna have to i give it a favorable review the the episode was not great but my mullet rating is going to have to prove otherwise really yeah what did you get so i got one mullet for sad pete i just some something about looking like peak like questioning all of his like life choices so, okay very effective so i gave it one there i liked the espionage and the spy stuff yep. i just thought it was pretty cool pretty well done uh, i wish we had gotten more of this like this bioweapons plant like okay. that would have been really cool um, yep. but i gave it a mullet for that i really liked the butterfly wing microchip on the dot okay i just thought it was really original uh so that was one there and then i gave uh, macgyver a half a mullet for his hair okay because it's the best i've seen it in a while i ended up at three and a half somehow like it was not a great episode (laughs) but something about it i just was like it was it was okay yeah it's just there was so much that could have been better about it it was weird it was weird like i gave it one mullet for all the running and yelling that pete did he did a lot of yelling 
Yes. A lot of yelling. Oh, and he, he got gassed in the face, and that was revived. Um, Poor Pete. One mullet for the espionage. I like that, too, like the micro dots and the, and the clandestine kind of passing of secrets. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and another mullet for the photo fixer saving of Pete. That was great. Um, but that's kind of it. It was it was a interesting episode, but it, it annoys me when such a, a prominent person in Pete's life, like his own son, right. just randomly appears and then we'll never hear from that character again. I don't think we're going to hear like Nikki. Right, Nikki. We're ten gone. episodes into season four. No one has mentioned Nikki. No one knows where she went, mm-hmm. and that's it. But same thing. Like I don't. We're not going to see or hear from Michael right. again. Exactly. So I don't know. I it, it it just fell flat for me. It wasn't great. Yeah, Nate. Where'd you land? I gave it a three as well, and I think that's generous. Um, the reason I was generous with it is because I like Pete. And this was yeah. a this was kind of a Pete centric story, yeah. But I think that's why I didn't like it because it it didn't do a good job with it. I gave it a mullet for uh, Pete's son turning to the dark side. <laughs> um, uh, one mullet for the bad guy being one hundred percent untrustworthy. Like he'll mm. say something and then turn right around and shoot. Oh you. yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So just just you know. A nice bad guy there. Yeah. Uh, one mullet for Pete trying to be uh, a better dad slash friend. I put the slash friend in um, hesitantly because I didn't like that. The, the way he yeah. was kind of presenting that. Well, cause but it, he's yeah. trying to be a m- bigger part of his son's life, and I, I liked that. So I gave it three mullets. Um, and it, it's in stark contrast to the last episode, which was kind of crazy and all over the place <laughs> but really well done where, okay, yeah. where whereas this could have had a lot of heart to it and it, yes. i don't think it was well done it this didn't know this is what greg and i said about ma dalton that episode could have had a lot of heart it's a pretty heavy subject and it mm-hmm. could have been done so well but it was one of those episodes it's just it was not handled properly it was bad this was not handled well like you said he's referring to himself as the friend i'm like okay we'll be a dad first yeah. Then be his friend. Right. Like you need to work on actually being a father. Right. Before you work on being a friend to your son, <laughs> who you're never going to reference again in the next right. three years. Because he's going to be in jail. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. But you notice that in all of our mullet ratings, not one of us mentioned the story. Like we oh. never really mentioned the quality of the story, which I think is indicative. We picked apart, we picked at like little things or moments. Uh-huh. But like the story overall, like we never. No one. Well, look, no, yeah. the story the, in concept was good. I like that kind of stuff. But again, like it's it was almost it was too big for the time allowed. Like there's too many facets to it. Like I hate it when they go crazy. Yeah. Like pick the espionage and do a do a whole episode on 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 how you're trying to infiltrate uh, and, and find out that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, with the bio weapons, or pick Pete and his son, uh, or you know something like that. Just right. They, tried to mesh them all together yeah which is no fun could have made for a good to be continued type of thing or a story arc type i I also want to i want to just bring up how the hell did michael thornton get back in the building after all the bullshit that he pulled right how did they let him in there well he was wearing a double-breasted suit okay he had had a cashmere suit okay right okay sure clearly he looked professional enough that they're like oh yes sir please come through i'm I'm sorry sir i know you're director thornton's son but you have to leave right now. I mean, now. when he was at the gym, he never actually was working out at all. No. He just dressed for it. He just dressed and he, for you, it. you dress for it, and you get in anywhere. And he was sweaty in the appropriate places. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so, okay. So I think we can all agree that it was uh, pretty average. It was It was average. It in wasn't so, speak. so awful. It was entertaining, but it was average. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It was just... Um, just... <laughs> You guys want to know what's coming up in the next episode? Yeah. yeah. All right. Next episode is season four, episode 11, The Battle of Tommy Giordano. Oh, man. You know, I, I saw that and I thought it was The Ballad of Tommy Giordano. I thought so, too. Like, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, dear. I'll watch that. Um, so MacGyver helps a co-worker rescue her eight-year-old son who's been kidnapped by his father and taken to Canada with his father's uncle, who is a powerful mob boss. Ugh. It's another kidnapping episode. I don't know. This sounds pretty, pretty, pretty old hat. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how well it goes. Um, so I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, if you liked this episode and you liked what you heard from from us, uh, please uh, give us a shout. Uh, you can email us at letusblowyourmind at gmail.com. 
You can find that email address on our website, champacline.com, if uh, if that suits your fancy. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Champ and Klein Blow Your Mind. You can find us on Twitter at Blow Your Mind 14, also on Instagram at Champa Klein. So uh, please reach out to us. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes if uh, if you have the if you have the time to do so. We'd really appreciate that. It'll help us uh, be a little more visible to uh, um, other listeners. So, um, yeah, let us know how we're doing. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. So for Mullis and Memories, I am Dave Champa. I'm Greg Klein. And I'm Nate Green. Have a fantastic week, guys. Well, and maybe it's time for a smoke.